thank you for joining us for today's appraisal buzzcast with me as always is our host hal humphreys hey hal how are you doing how you doing jim i'm doing great we have a really interesting topic today we're going to be talking about something most appraisers are not talking about yet and they need to be talking there's going to be some changes coming to the real estate industry and we're bringing on candy cook to talk about it hey candy how are you hey hey guys candy cooks with agent e learning and cooked real estate and you know full disclosure here um candy is not only a partner with us in the business she is a dear friend um so this is a little bit of that you know we've got friends on the podcast thing going on candy we're tickled to have you here today so you're going to be nice to me though right i did not say that <laughs> i did not say that candy for those of the folks in the room that don't know who you are tell us a little bit about your history in the business all right um i am both a broker and a certified general appraiser um, I've been doing real estate in Texas for 40 years. I hate saying that. Um, I've got my broker's license in Colorado and Tennessee also. Uh, don't ask me why. I, don't, ask, don't ask that question. So I've been floating around this world uh, for a long time. Now I teach. And so what, what you're telling me is you have a really good bit of experience in not only telling people what their property is worth, but helping them sell it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, for those of you in the audience that don't know who Candy is, if you ever get a chance to take a class from Candy, do it. She is an engaging presenter. Uh, she knows her material inside and out. Um, she does a lot of work with us over at, um, agent e-learning she also does some work with us here at appraisory learning so i'm really excited to have you on the show today candy i'm going to do this real quick i'm going to take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors and then we'll be right back need a profitable pdc solution for your clients jaro's appraisal management software makes the process faster and easier with jaro you can order standard appraisals inspections and hybrids all on one seamless platform the software also gives you everything you need to manage new vendors by taking care of background checks and letting you shop from a pre-vetted panel of inspectors with a wide range of credentials. Get started with Jaro today at tryjaro, that's tryjaro.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I have Candy Cook with me today. Candy, you know, we're here today to talk about one specific thing, and that is the National Association of Realtors. Um, what is going on with NAR these days? Ooh, um, if now I can't believe it, but there are people who say what lawsuit? Um, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting. Um, there are actually three lawsuits that have been filed out against NAR and numerous other brokerages. There's one that slid in last week. Um, that brought in seven more brokerages in. Uh, so it's kind of a kind of a wild ride. Uh, what has happened is that years ago, and I think it's probably about five years ago, NAR was sued along with a couple other people um, for violating anti antitrust, saying that we were setting the commission fees and that and the people suing were sellers saying that they had been made to pay the buyer's commission. Um, it went, it 
we had a settlement and then we didn't have a settlement. Um, the DOJ threw the settlement out. We went back in. Um, now, let me think if I can do it right. Uh, Anywhere, which used to be Realogy, settled for $88 million. And Remax settled for $53 million. And then Keller Williams and NAR, and there's a couple other ones in there that I can't keep track of them all, um, went to court last week. They had 11 days of testimony. The jury was out for two hours and came back and awarded $1.8 billion, with a B, um, lawsuit. And because it's antitrust, they trebled it, and it's $5.4 billion. Oh, my goodness. This is not a small deal. No, no, this is huge. And as soon as the verdict, verdict came in, the same attorneys turned around and went after all of the other big brokerages they hadn't touched yet. So they went after EXP and Redfin and Compass and everybody. Okay. okay. So uh, what, what, is, what does this mean for the industry, for the housing industry? Um, it's, it's pretty terrifying, Hal, because what they're saying is that the sellers had to pay the buyer's commission. Okay. Um, it's been set up this way forever. Okay. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but what they did is when the listing agent went in, the listing agent would talk to their seller and they'd say, okay, if I get paid this much and I pay this much to buyers who bring us a valid buyer, we can get your house sold. Um, and what they're saying is, no, 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 the sellers don't want to pay that anymore. Okay. Well, we got a couple, we got a couple issues in there. Number one, VA says that the VA buyer cannot pay any commission out of their pocket. None. So what this lawsuit means is that VA threw, we just threw them out. We just threw them away. Okay. Um, many first time home buyers don't have the money to pay the commission. Okay. So there's another one and the lenders don't want to wrap it into the mortgage. So we might not have anything there. So what, one of the things that we see coming at us is that the buyers go unrepresented, which in my mind makes me just go into a panic. Um, I'm in Texas. In Texas, they have a, a, a law, the De a Deceptive Trade Practices Act, so that the consumer can sue very easily if somebody makes a promise, like if they promise there's something there and it's not, or they promise something's not there and it is. Um, consumers can jump in that quickly and file a lawsuit. Now, think about this. We have the seller and the listing agent don't want to pay for a buyer's agent. Buyer can't afford to pay for a buyer's agent. So buyer is unrepresented. And these license holders are making promises to these poor, innocent buyers about things. The, the lawsuits are, we're scared of them. Frankly, 
it's terrifying. It is terrifying. And, and, you know, when you talk about a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, um, a buyer (laughs) unrepresented, the seller's agent has a fiduciary responsibility to do everything they can for their client, which is the seller. You got they don't it. have any they don't have any fiduciary responsibility to the buyer. We have to treat them honestly. <laughs> That's it. We don't have to tell them anything. Okay. Um, so hell as appraisers, I've started questioning this and I've thrown it at some of the appraisers and they've gone, oh, we don't care. That's not our problem. And I said, well, here's Here's the thing. I said, so what happens when the buyer does agree to pay the commission to their agent? Okay. So are they still going to offer the same amount to the seller or are they going to reduce it a percentage? And I'm going to tell you how I actually did a transaction like this a few years ago and the seller refused to pay commissions. So my buyer said, okay, we'll pay your commission. And they offered, and they offered 3% less than what the seller was expecting. And the seller was mad. And I had to go back and say, okay, you can have the full price and pay me, or you get the price that the buyer has proposed and you don't have to pay the commission. What's that going to do to the sales comparison approach? (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if, all right, so as a real estate appraiser, math is kind of where we live. So if the seller doesn't want to pay the buyer's part of the commission uh, and the buyer buyer comes in and says, well, that's fine. Don't pay it. I'll offer you 3% less. The seller has in fact just paid the buyer's commission. (laughs) How is it that nobody's, I think it's the lack of math, ability to do math. I don't think people are hearing this. Why would you go into this and why would you, uh, okay, I want to sell my house. I'm going to offer a fee to the buy side because I want them coming and I want to get this deal done. And I want somebody taking care of those people and making sure that I don't have any issues on my side. Right, right, right. It seems it seems incredibly foolish for any of the parties to come to the table without an agent representing them. Um, the you know this as well as anyone. The ins and outs of how to even write a contract, get a sale closed, all that business is just it's complicated. And most first time buyers and a lot of just people that have bought two or three houses, it's confusing. They don't have a clue. So, so how some of the things. People kept talking three. I'm going to use the word. Um, I've almost removed three from my vocabulary um, <laughs> because people would go standard or the usual or everybody or whatever. Um, it's always been negotiable, always been negotiable. So let me walk you in and I, I come in from a different side and I'm not sure all the appraisers and everybody understands this, but we have a code of ethics that we have to use, okay? And the code said that, you know, we offer cooperation. 
And with that cooperation does not necessarily mean that we owe compensation, okay? So if we want, if I as a buyer's agent want to be compensated, I have the right to go to the listing agent before I ever show the house and say, will you pay me X? I don't know. It could be one. It could be three. It could be 10. I don't care what it is. Okay. And we can, all right, let's, let's be clear. I think one of the problems that the, the general public has is we can talk about it's fully negotiable and, and I've seen it negotiated back and forth, but everybody across the country has in their head, 6% commission, three to the buyer's agent, three to the seller's agent. And everybody's afraid to say it, but that that's what everybody thinks. We don't think it's there anymore. We don't, we think that we've had all of these new models have come in with um, flat fee and we have the 1% and we have all of these different things. So the thing is, is, and I looked at the dates, I think it's since 1999 we have said that you're supposed to negotiate your compensation before accepting cooperation. I mean, it's been in writing. Do you think yeah. anybody's paid any attention? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I'm going to take a real quick break. We're going to hear from another one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back after this. Did you know that NAN hosts quarterly discussions with our appraisal panel on bias, inclusion, equity, and diversity initiatives that impact the appraisal industry? The topic of bias in the appraisal world will remain at the forefront of legislative, agency, and lender priorities well into the future. At NAN, we believe that intentional bias is only a very small fraction of the underlying issue, and that outdated policies and regulations and unconscious bias are of far greater concern. It's our hope to work closely with the appraiser community as partners in an endeavor to improve processes and procedures and ensure equitable treatment for all valuations. Learn more by visiting nan-amc.com. So welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzzcast. I've got Candy Cook um, on today. She is, she is a realtor, she is a broker, and she is an appraiser. She is also an instructor here with Appraisal Learning. She's an instructor over at Agent eLearning. Um, we've been talking about the lawsuits, uh, the recent one last week that that set, or, or early this month that settled, or that actually went to court, was tried, and the jury came back with a verdict. Candy, do you mind to go through those numbers one more time? Okay, the verdict came back and said one point eight billion and I have to make sure everybody gets the B in there um, because it's antitrust they treble it and so it went to 5.4 billion good heaven so and I'm assuming this is a class action lawsuit there were yeah, several parties absolutely. that were open okay absolutely all right um it's okay so one of the things how we we talked about it but we didn't really say much is it's going to get appealed there's sure. there's no way that it's not going to be appealed, okay? Right. I don't care which way that verdict went last week. It was going to get ap appealed. Um, our comments have come out and said, we think it'll go all the way to the Supreme Court. I'm not an attorney. I'm not any of this. But there's no way that this isn't going to go all the way. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And... 
it's going to be it's going to be hard on the on the appeal. It's deep pockets to to file that appeal. So yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Candy. You know, we we speak primarily to the real estate valuation world mm -hmm. over here on Appraisal Buzz. Um, you know, the people that tune in are um, AMC's appraisers, lenders, and vendors in this space. Here's the question: What can AMC's and appraisers and lenders do to get through this, to deal with this? I think that we're going to need some classes, some education on it. Um, you know, I've walked both sides of the of the aisle on this thing, and I don't think that most of the appraisers understand. Um, when I came into the business, and yes, I'm one of those old ones, um, we, we were still part of NAR. We right. all were together. I didn't have a license. I just worked under my broker's license and all of this. Um, I understood both sides. We have a lot of appraisers who have never tried to sell a house, never, never understood this. Um, you know, when I started in, when I got licensed in 86, the contract was four pages long. It's now 11. Okay. And you know, part of USPAP says we got to analyze the contract. Do you think that our appraisers understand that there's stuff in that contract now that we're going to have to look at to make sure we're not going to get slapped upside of the head? And I, yeah. I can't say it any other way. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, USPAP says very clearly that if the contract or any pending sales of the subject property are available during the normal course of business, the appraiser is to analyze that mm -hmm. contract uh, to see what, if any, impact it has on their valuation. Um, so, you know, the ability to read through that and understand what it's saying, and if we're having if we're having multi-billion dollar lawsuits over how agents on both sides of the negotiation are getting paid and people are monkeying the numbers um, on the contract to make that work, then it very well may have an impact on the price and cash for a piece of property today. Um, what's the one thing, the one thing you would say to appraisers today to take away from this? What's the one thing you want them to think about? They got to look at, they got to understand how the negotiation goes on. Okay. And I know that sounds nuts, but people just see that, that whole number being thrown out there. And I think the appraisers, if they can if they can get their head around that negotiation, where that money's going, you know, yeah. they, I think we're going to see play, people play with closing costs. We're going to see with concession. We're going to see with, I think LTVs are going to look a little weird. Yeah. And I know a lot of times appraisers are like, no, 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 that's not our part. Well, yeah, it is now because that lawsuit just threw it right in the middle. Right. Well, Candy, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us today. Um, I always enjoy talking to you. It's good to see your face. Um, when are you going to be in Nashville next? Uh, Mid-December. Awesome. Um, 
Well, I, I hope that I get to see you when you come to Nashville. <laughs> Jim Morrison, if you're in the room, uh, do we by chance have an anonymous appraiser question that Candy and I can we try do. to answer? We do. And this question was from the Ask the Appraiser Forum with John Copeless. I know we talked to him recently. Um, but this one says, <laughs> I, I'm a modular builder in Texas building homes both on and off metal frame and they've all yeah. mounted to a permanent foundation we have pa paperwork from the state of texas that certifies our homes are site built real property homes when it comes to modulars built on frame appraisers want to appraise it as a manufactured home how do we get our homes appraised candy <laughs> i actually watched that conversation um the thing is is that modular is is a whole different beast and i think we've i think we gotta quit saying i i still hear mobile home i i swear people are still using it um the stick belts or the modulars we got to find affordable housing for people um state of texas has already said they're not manufactured um i think it it's going to take some work and i think um, from the builder's side, he's got to give us as many specs and as in all the information. On the appraiser side, I think you have to get rid of the the bad feelings over manufacturing. Because I don't know about I I know how in Tennessee you guys had the the rapid inflation on on housing and everything. Yeah. Who's going to have a place that they can afford to live? Yeah. Let me ask you this, Candy. Um, so if it's a modular home, a kit built mm -hmm. home, does it have HUD tags? No, no. And, okay. and it's really clear that it doesn't have HUD tags in it. And it follows IBC, uh, International okay. Building Code. You know, I, I would I would suggest that if it doesn't have a HUD tag, then I would address <laughs> it as a site built home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And somebody said, oh, well, it's on a steel frame. Who cares? Right. I've, I've built, I've uh, appraised steel framed houses. What do you want to do with those? Right. Just right. Okay. So. Well, I think that pretty well clears that up. Jim Morrison, thank you very much. Do we have anything else we need to cover today? No, Candy, thanks so much for joining us. I think this was a great episode and that's something appraisers need to know about because we're not hearing enough people talk about this. We got to. We've got to. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, for Jim Morrison and Candy Cook, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzz. <laughs>